Hello, good evening. Welcome to Music 8 Presents uh, from East Time Recordings. This week uh, we had Silvertongue drop in for a chat earlier. We're going to be playing one of her music videos. Uh, also the very talented uh, PJ. And uh, we have the amazing Rebecca Shelley about to play a live set for us. So with no further ado, Rebecca, please take it away. Today, yeah. 
next one is downhill There's a fire here inside my home It used to burn so slow But you've always been lit up so bright Your innocence is so alive So let's go down, so let's go downhill Don't you wanna know, don't you wanna know what's real So let's go down, so let's go downhill Don't you wanna know how they must feel Don't you wanna know what's real? 
So let's go down, let's go downhill Now don't you want to know how they must feel So let's go down, so let's go downhill So let's go Yes, yes. <laughs> Track number two. Really, really beautiful. Thank you. Um, what instrumentation do we have in line for the next one? So the next one is just violin and singing. Okay. We're back on the loop pedal. <laughs> we love the loop pedal. <laughs> so this one is ocean.
Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> um, we're going to be catching up with uh, Rebecca a little bit later on the stream, so don't go anywhere. But first of all, uh, I caught up with Silvertongue and the Rabit Beat Poet earlier, and uh, we had a bit of a chat. So this is what happened earlier. Hello, welcome back to Music 8 Presents. I'm here with Silvertongue and the Rabit Beat Poet, and we're going to have a quick chat about a few things that are going on at the moment. So... My first question goes over to Stacy. Hello. Uh, welcome. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> this is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. We've already been doing a few warm-up songs. No, this is the first take. <laughs> it's absolutely the first take. Just like the entirety of Stacy's last album was all the first oh! take. It was all the first take. I would call you something, but I don't know what your terms are. <laughs> call me correct. <laughs> It's good promo. Um, you can swear on here, right? Ah, oh, yeah, we're, 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 there's no internet watershed, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. Wonderful. Um, Stacey, you, um, we've known each other for a while, and um, I knew you playing with bands uh, full-time for a few years yeah. before you uh, bravely stepped out as a solo artist. Um, what were your reasons for that change of direction? Um, I've always played for lots of different projects and helped other people's creative visions come to life and just really finally wanted to take a moment to to be my own artist and create something with no boundaries of genre or you know how commercial it is or any of these factors and just basically put together what I've always dreamed of which yeah which is what Beneath the Surface is yeah and um yeah it was released on March the 18th this year Yes, it was. Interesting timing. Well, <laughs> um, before we get into that, I have to yeah. say the array of talent in every department was quite amazing. Um, how did you draw together such an interesting group of people to work on this album? Well, the main criteria was that you're a kind, good person and that you treat other people with respect. And so every single person involved in this process was... Uh, first and foremost a friend before being a musician or an engineer or a producer or whatever so um and yeah and from touring and doing gigs a lot I met um, some of Kamasi's lot in America and then met Snarky Puppy's engineer uh, when Snarky were on tour very randomly and then also the actual core and root of the project is the musicians and artists like PJ. How did you um, meet PJ? Uh, we met at um, Imaginary Millions didn't we? Yeah, imaginary millions. The, the uh, they're still imaginary for me anyway. <laughs> oh, this is the thing for a lot of people. It's uh, well, maybe there'll be more times where we get to have the giggers again soon. Hmm. But yeah, it's a, a live kind of hip hop jam, uh, but also like a poetry jam as well. Um, and it runs uh, in the book club in Shoreditch, and we will be there on the first Sunday of every month. Yeah for maybe a period of about two years, the past two and a bit years. And I met Stacey, came down with a sax one time. And that was it. Maybe. Yeah. Blew me away. <laughs> Blew me away. And then, yeah, kept in touch since then. And then Stacey hit me up being like, putting together this project, would you have something to contribute? Simple as that, really. And yes, you absolutely had something to contribute. He's incredible. He's um, very modest. <laughs> uh, I hear on the grapevine there's some exciting things coming up for Silvertongue in the near future. Yes, there is something really exciting and finally something really positive uh, positive to talk about. Kweku um, and Franz Von from KOG and the Zongo Brigade um, have asked Silvertongue to do a feature track on a collaboration record which um, I think we'll have Onipa, Nubian Twist maybe, um, who knows, a whole host of artists. Yeah. 
Uh, so we're working on that at the moment. Uh, but I think PJ knows a bit more about it. Not particularly. I'd had like a point of interest. <laughs> I'm going to say, very excited about it. I just got told about it uh, today. So I'm I'm sitting back. This is like, fresh. Exactly. <laughs> Can't be more fresh. Fresh out of the oven. Hot off the press. Yeah. You can tell he used to be a journalist. Uh, <laughs> I was writing for film and I loved it. But um, <laughs> yeah. No, um, the, the point of interest that I wanted to, uh, to bring up was... Um, just uh, KOG and the Zonga Brigade, this incredible, incredible band that I, I've only recently been, uh, been, been, been turned on to when Stacey performed with them recently. Um, and to do a bit of research into their name, because I thought it's, it's, it's an interesting name, the Zonga Brigade, I was like, but I'm Ghanaian, uh, Kwaku, Ghanaian, um, and they incorporate a lot of high life and Ghanaian sounds and also the, like, uh, the more choral, um, operatic like side of the vocals as well. That's also okay. across West Africa. Is also in the music, but it's also in the name, um, the Zongo Brigade. I was thought I was looking into this, yeah. and so um, the Zongo was a uh, or the Zong was a British uh, slaving ship in like the late 1700s, 1780s, uh, that famously uh, went down. And there was an insurance claim mm-hmm. made upon it. This is the only reason we know about the details of this particular slave ship. So often in history, that's all that's yeah. left is the financial documents, or exactly, you yeah. know. Um, and it's and it's so strange to think about how much we know about the the kind of material remnants of these people's lives as opposed to their actual lives, which is so interesting when you name a band KOG and the Zongo Brigade. It kind of brought it to life again. I bet you were curious to know more about the people that were... <laughs> well, yeah, also it's just part of the general moment of, you know, the uh, the excavation of a lot of British imperial history in the current moment. And so just these confluence of interests and also the music bangs. It's like, it's, it, <laughs> it, does. It, it was a rejuvenating, like, moment because I discovered the band during lockdown. Okay. And so it's been a time of increased isolation and stuff and then I find this band with this music that speaks to me on like the spiritual level but also on a like groovy and dance level and so I thought you know what let's look up the name um and so yeah this slave ship uh went down it had twice the number of slaves on it that like was like legal legal mm-hmm. to have at the time mm-hmm. just yeah. just the sheer absurdity of what we're speaking about but this is how we come to know about sure. it um and yeah and and it went down and so this is a large um, syndicate, like a syndicate based in Liverpool that owns this slave Financial ship. syndicate. Is that a financial yeah. syndicate? Um, and then there's a court case where there's an insurance claim made for the loss of property mm-hmm. on board that ship. So the crew managed to survive and save themselves and the slaves did not. Mm-hmm. And to know that this ship and this part of history was also immortalized in a painting by uh, by James W. Turner, I think. Very hazy sort of thing that speaks to how we don't like to address these histories. We don't like to look at them. And it's weird to think that the records are only there as a financial thing. Yeah. And so now to have a band with this name with the liveliness and the vibrancy of this music. Something of a disconnect there between the things. Yeah, and that, and it's just part of the disconnect of living in a world that is so absurd sure. like this, you know? And so I wanted to, 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 to bring that up and say that it's just a wonderful, wonderful aspect of uh, working and us being able to then work with them, sure. naturally, for me. We've been talking about how important it is to direct our attention to issues through music. Um, PJ, I believe you've brought some poetry with you. Yeah, so this is uh, the piece that forms the poem on the song Ghana. Motherland, fatherland, homeland, home soil. Home turf by sand and surf, a history, a culture. National histories, colonial histories, colony, colonised, independent now. Now outpost, trading post, cape coast, castles, castles overlooking rolling seas, parapets above dungeons, 
walls harboring secrets, desperate etchings, a gateway, the door of no return, returning, look back, turn around, step forward, forward, march, march on with ancestral acceptance and blessings, sing, sing the stories that built these cities, reject atrocities as our only history, be intelligent and moving, a consciousness moving through history to reattach to back before black. Extract only what is of use from pain. Alchemical change. Repeat. Maintain. Chill in the heart of heat. Repeat prayer. Repeat refrain. Lay claim to motherland, fatherland, homeland and home. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. The track Ghana. Yeah, so like I'm Ghanaian <laughs> and uh, along Ghana's coast, long line of forts uh, owned mm -hmm. by different European imperial powers, right? So, you know, like Portuguese, uh, uh, Spanish, um, British, French, Dutch, all at different times have had like these different forts. Uh, and in one, there is a door that is called the door of no return which was the moment where if you're being held in this particular uh, slave castle in, El in Elmina in Ghana mm -hmm. that was the last thing you saw before you knew your life would end change never be the mm. same um, and I visited there a few times um, uh, and no sorry I visited there once and I feel like I've been there so many times because of how vivid the memory like yeah. is. Um, and so, yeah, that's part of the poem that, uh, that I contributed, one of the pieces that I contributed to Beneath the Surface, um, because Stacey had a song that I felt could fit the words, you know? It was mm. about having the right fit. And we worked on it for a while. Yeah. Um, you know, I edited the poem and switched it up, but the way it came out on the album, I'm really proud of. Very, very powerful words and very genuine and makes me very sad and emotional sometimes listening to it. It's a very powerful story. Somewhat disturbing. Yeah. And it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely should be. You should, educating you know. people that, like, I am ashamed and happy to say that, you know, I had no idea or any idea about any of this and was in completely ignorant. And then, thanks to meeting PJ and this collaboration, it's like a realization of things that we should all know about. And so it was, it was, I think, very good in that sense. Well, Anna, sorry, I was just going to say on behalf of myself and the audience, thank you so much for talking to us about that today. Yeah, like what I will say is, it's the music and the poetry and the art and these these pieces of culture are ways that we can talk about it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like if we speak about what's happening now in the UK about like um, in terms of government encroachment upon what we are allowed to teach and which ideas are being like legitimised and demonised by the state. It's incredible to think that in Parliament the other day, critical race theory, which is like an academic field of study, was like is now on the history books in Hansard, the parliamentary record as being something which is dangerous, divisive, and, and, and like, think about it if, if, um, if they came out saying, oh no, existentialism as a concept is dangerous and divisive, we're not gonna teach it. Or they said, um, uh, I don't know, irrigation, or just like something, you know, plumbing. Plumbing. Let's go, let's go straight to the source. Mathematics, right? Yeah. And, and, and the first thing your maths teacher says is two and two doesn't have to equal four. So let's make that dangerous and divisive as well. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. so like, and as well, a few months ago, there was, um, they were trying to, uh, basically poetry became a choice as opposed to a thing that you have to learn at GCSE English, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a whole thing of like, why are you trying to move away from poetry? It's very important. I didn't actually know that, I'm ashamed to say. Yeah, but you know, I I'm a poetry nerd as well at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So I, I keep into these things. But it's part of this general move to like, <laughs> encroach upon what is free to be taught and I, which ideas are free to be discussed mm -hmm. because some of them challenge the status quo narrative about how this country sees itself. I'm talking about the UK here. Well, let's talk about the British values. 
modules yeah, that exist exactly and in the primary school and the prevent strategy which basically you know uh, demonizes many like demonizes muslim people be, mm -hmm. demonizes people who tend to be you know poorer in particular working class backgrounds and so it's very important that you know we take the music and the culture and the art mm. seriously and we really you know that's why i'm ha glad to be here and talking because um because it's important and we can use the art to talk about real issues and you know sure. learn about history and you know everybody benefits from that so i think you've probably answered my next question uh <laughs> but my next question was going to be in this time when the live scene is so difficult clubs and venues are shutting down there's not enough support for musicians perhaps stacy you could share your perspective with us what makes the arts worth saving um, it's a big question right <laughs> the fact that it keeps me alive right now, the fact that I'm having to work a rubbish job right now because there's not enough shows to live on, but I know that I can come home and make music. I know that it's brought me a huge creative family, which includes both of you, which make me feel alive and worth, makes life feel worth living on the greatest days. Um, and it, it's beautiful and it's the best form of expression no matter what hardship we're experiencing in life I can always turn to music because as much as it's not bringing in much money right now it's still bringing in the same amount of joy empathy pleasure people and we might not be allowed to perform live in venues but we're jamming on the streets of Bristol we're doing this today I am working on a musical and we're talking about a digital release. There are ways that we can do it. Like, it's, it's difficult, but it's never been easy, has it? <laughs> it's never been easy. One thing that concerns me is the fact that as artists and musicians or producers, whatever way we're involved in the arts, we will keep doing what we're doing. Of course. It'll just be really hard, right? And there, there seems to be this presupposition in society that artists will continue to be artists, whether they get the support or not. And I think that's a very dangerous way to look at things and to think about things. Um, because we need support to reach people, you know, even in this day of, of the internet age, you know, we're making this show. This, this, this requires certain resources um, and the time of lovely people like yourselves. Yeah. Um, so whatever, whatever we're doing, it's it's really really important um, to support our artists and talking of supporting our artists, I believe we're really really close <laughs> to a, a vinyl pre-order. Hi everyone. Hi. <laughs> this is this is this is the pitch. Please, this is the Dragon's Den moment. We are genuinely five uh, pre-orders of the vinyl away from being able to get it pressed, and at the moment. Like we had drummers of my car today. So I can't afford to pay for the last five myself. So if any of you would like the music or the poetry that you hear, it's silvertonguesax.co.uk and it would be the best fuck you to 2020, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Please buy the vinyl. Please, 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 please buy the please, vinyl. Please, please, At least please. buy the album, but also pre-order the vinyl. Yeah. It's available great. to listen everywhere. Listen, buy it on Bandcamp. You know, yeah. that's how an artist, and in this case, the wonderful Stacey, will receive the most percentage of the profits. And also, just buy the vinyl. Buy the yeah, vinyl. That would be great. That would be lovely. And Pretty when you buy the vinyl, <laughs> when you, when you, yeah, great, brilliant. See, I'm just fine right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good. Life is so good. <laughs> it was perfect. I think. I think we've sold. We just sold five. Back me up, guys. We sold five. <laughs> yeah, we have. That's cool. Yeah, great. I wish. Um, um, Stacy, after. <laughs> oh yeah, little little dance. Oh well, the dance was good. We might keep it in. <laughs> um, Stacy. You lived in London for a couple of years. We missed you very much. Yeah, um, you became one of the go-to saxophone session players around. You still are. Yeah. Um, I guess. I'm sure we'd all <laughs> love to know what, what brought you back to Bristol. What, what did you um, miss? I miss the community. I miss being able to go and have a cup of tea or have a dinner with friends within 15 minutes. I miss the... I, I think London is great in lots of ways, but I feel like it's... I found it quite disposable and because there are so many people it's 
<laughs> people are overwhelmed with the number of things and it's hard to grow relationships of any sort of substance I think I think it's 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 a lot harder to be close to people there the work that I was saying today that the workmanship of musicians in London everyone is so talented and, and it, the push to get better there is incredible and the talent and and the jams and things are wonderful but ultimately Bristol has always held a special place in my heart <laughs> because the people are genuine real kind and will support you through everything well we missed you <laughs> welcome back um, <laughs> PJ, would you like to share your perspective on people in London? Oh, mate. Often <laughs> kind, supportive, friendly people. Can I really was just. Can we no, no, I was just hoping Stacey would get, you know, get to start digging a hole. And, and, and that was good. That was good. No, yeah. no, no. Okay. The thing is, though, anybody in London is happy to shit on London as, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the inequality. Yeah. The, the, let's not talk about it. But sure. what I'm happy to say is that, like, a thing that has kept me in London. I've been thinking a lot about leaving London mm. recently, and it's funny to you know I'm thinking, thinking about leaving London. <laughs> this relationships through the arts and the culture that kept me in London and that always wanted me. Sorry, they were the, the, all they. They were always the reasons why I wanted to be in London, so that I could be a part of, you know, like these scenes and these art movements and these and these connections, and then you quickly realise that. You have to sacrifice so much to be able to live yeah. live there and do it. Just talk about rent. It's a classic one, you know? <laughs> and just it means that you're working all of the time. And like Stacey says... And then says, you miss the, the events that you want to go yeah. to, right? Exactly. But, you know, let's not... Yeah. Ah, yeah, sure. that, that, that's, it's London well, is great too. <laughs> <laughs> London is great too. This is well that's our take-home message from today. That's the most serious point that we've made in this interview. London yeah. is great too. Um, not as good as Bristol. <laughs> not as good as Bristol. Um, Come on. <laughs> Um, Stacey, the album was uh, mixed by the amazing Nick Hard. Yes. Um, Nick. <laughs> lovely Nick of uh, Snarky Puppy and Bill Lawrence. Um, I think we'd all love to hear a little bit about what he brought to the production and um, perhaps whether he reworked or reimagined the sound or whether it stayed true to your original vision. Um, well, as you all know, as the producer of the record, um, <laughs> there was quite a few alterations done in the mix. He added in some synths and some crazy sort of reverbs and effects and really made it a bit more ethereal and a bit mm. more cinematic. And, and I've never sort of, I think, worked with an engineer like like that who's so creative in a, like a sound production capacity. It wasn't about just correcting and EQing and, you know, all that stuff. It was actually creating... Sonic it was a real a real pleasure actually i remember when we got the, the team together listening back to the album for the first the first bunch of mixes that came back yeah. and that was the overriding thing that was so exciting was the amount of creativity um that had gone into it nick is a legend so <laughs> I, I think that's fair yeah guys thank you so much for joining me today i've been here with silver tongue and the Rebeat beat poet um and thanks for having us our pleasure <laughs> stacy if you'd just like to look to that camera right there and introduce your music video for us. So we have The Break, uh, which was filmed in Trisythe in West Wales and directed by Jack Edwards. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs>
Hello, welcome back to Music 8 Presents. And look, here I am in the live room of East Home Recordings with the wonderful Rebecca Shelley that we heard earlier. Say hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so you very recently released your brand new EP. Yep. Uh, Long Walk. Yeah. Uh, where can people find that? Um, so it's on Bandcamp, which is my preferred option <laughs> for people finding it there. Um, but it's on Spotify. Um iTunes, all the usuals, all the yeah, all, all the, the usuals. usuals. It's on like Amazon as well. Um, Bandcamp does pay the fairest share to artists, so yes. if you're going to buy the music, please buy it on Bandcamp. Um, and I believe you recorded the EP at Abbey Road. How was that experience? Yeah, yeah. Um, my friend Lizzie was doing a, a kind of internship thing there, and she uh, offered to record me. Said like, if you have a few songs you want to record, then come over and uh yeah it was a really weird experience but really cool um like being in the actual studio going through the hallways and stuff seeing like the the rooms where like big orchestras record and stuff is really cool feeling the ghosts of the yeah with us beatles <laughs> yeah exactly walking the going through the corridors and there's yeah. like pictures of like amy winehouse and stuff um yeah so sounds like a good, good experience i would have been it right was. on the bus yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was good. And all the like microphones and everything were top-notch. Yeah, <laughs> so. brilliant. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, so you are a solo artist mm -hmm. and a multi-instrumentalist. Yes. Um, <laughs> was, was it like <laughs> arranging for yourself that way? Because I've never done it personally. Um, I, I guess the loop pedal helps me a lot. I, I don't really like arrange as in I don't like write scores out or anything. But um, I guess I kind of just like we'll do a bit of backing on the loop pedal, mess around with that. And then because you can create layers with it, you can kind of like make songs through just jamming with yourself. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah. So that's how I do it at the moment. Works great. Any interest on maybe finding some band members in the future? Yeah, definitely. I'm on, Shout the, out. I'm on the hunt. So Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody fancies playing bass or percussion <laughs> for me, then yeah, I would be very keen. Brilliant. And I believe you have some sort of gig coming up. Nothing solo, but you're playing with our good friends, My Octopus Mind. Yes, yeah, My Octopus Mind uh, so that's album the, launch. The Trinity. Yeah, yeah, on Brilliant. the 20th of November. Hey, big venue. And Yeah, yeah, and Karyak, I think that's how you say it, is supporting, and she's really cool. I've never seen her live, but she does loads of cool stuff with, like, those thumb piano things and, like, singing and loads of effects. It's very cool. I love thumb piano. Yeah, it's the only it one the you best? can fit in your pocket. It's great. Um, last question I wanted to ask you was about the track Ocean. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be playing the music video really soon, so don't go anywhere. Uh, it's a beautiful, animated, amazing video. Um, animated by Shalini Reddy. <laughs> thank you, Shalini. Um, does it touch on some issues that are close to your heart? Yeah, definitely. It's. I, the song is kind of a uh, well it's meant to be from the perspective of a fish and it's all about like the fish it's kind of like a love song about the ocean and how much the fish loves its home but then the sad bit is that the home is being destroyed by humans <laughs> bloody humans I know right <laughs> always messing everything up for everyone else fantastic yeah all right. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, if you'd like to look into that mic and introduce your music video. So this is Ocean by me, Rebecca Shelley. And the animation is by Shalini Reddy. to stay swimming in these cold dark waters I know that I belong here with the fish and the turtles Could I set myself free or would there be no way no one to help me and the strength in my body gave way 